0: All right guys, welcome to another episode on the podcast. Have myself, Brian, my co-host, Quince, and our new friend, Desiree. Thanks for coming on today.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Of course, saw your page, resonated with my personal journey, and was like, let's see if she's willing to come on.
1: Next day, here I am.
0: Yeah. We're...
1: Pretty much, right? Pretty much, I think it's been yeah. like, maybe like a 32 hour turnaround. On the high side. We don't play any games. That's pretty efficient. So yeah. Thank
0: you. Very efficient. Thank you. Um. Want to give a little background on yourself because I'm sure everybody's like, what the hell are these two talking about Um, and what kind of led you down your journey?
1: Yeah, definitely. So hi, everyone. My name is Desiree, but call me Des. Um, I, just like him, have been on a weight loss journey my entire life. I was 90 pounds at at five years old, found myself at my heaviest weight at 298 at that time i was not stepping on the scale i did not want to face that reality so i know in my heart i was over 300 pounds at one point just didn't see it um and then i was at disneyland one day with my entire family I come from a really big family there's six of us and then we were in line for two hours for a ride i get on the roller coaster at disneyland and i couldn't get the bar down to fit on me my belly was in the way one worker came down tried to put it down she called for backup two workers tried to put it down everyone's staring at me They call for a third. Not even the guy with the muscles could get it down. I had to get up, get off, put my sunglasses on to hide the tears and go wait for my family at the end. And it was like the biggest click moment of my life. I'm like, I'm 23 years old at Disneyland. My 50 year old mom is on the ride with all of my siblings and I'm waiting for them. That night I went home and I was like, I have to make a change. So the next day I contacted my primary doctor and we explored the options of having weight loss surgery after we'd already been talking about it for three years and that was just like the click moment that brought me to do that and um, ended up getting my surgery it absolutely changed my life just like yours and that's kind of how we got connected and now that's like what I do full time I I'm on social media, and I just help inspire other women along their own journeys. Do transformation coaching. Um, I have workout programs, and I am a speaker at a lot of different weight loss and bariatric events and stuff. And yeah, that's just kind of what has changed my entire life and led me down this path. And I could go into a whole lot more detail, but I'm trying to be quick. I'm a long-winded winded person, so I don't want to don't say feel too rushed. Much You're here.
2: It's long form. We got plenty of time. Yeah. Okay. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: Don't feel rushed
1: i nice. over talk so i'm like i don't know how much nice,
2: you're good
0: you're fine. um the biggest question i always get asked is do you regret doing it And the only thing i personally regret is that i didn't do it five ten years sooner
1: that is always what i say too my biggest regret is not doing it sooner why i didn't say yes when i was 21 years old crying to my doctor no i had to wait till i was 23 to finally have that click moment to do it um, but yeah, no regrets. I have dealt with a lot of complications earlier this year and I bring all everyone along the journey with me through the ups and the downs. Um, I dealt with a really, really bad stomach, um, pain and issues that kind of caused me to like sometimes not even be able to get out of bed because the pain was so bad and I have a high pain tolerance, like inhaling would just be this burning, burning feeling. And it's like trying to get through your day like that. Like most days I couldn't even be up straight cause I had to be like in a hunched over position finally figured what out figured out everything there was uh, like a hole in my accessory stomach because you had sleeve i had the gastric bypass which so, is a
0: whole another uh, ball game
1: i have two stomachs really cool and embarrassing <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah there was a hole in the accessory stomach food no longer passes through it so with the amount of like stomach acid it like tore through the lining of my stomach due to like just i don't know like over stressing and stuff so i got surgery for that earlier this year in january um and i don't know why this has to be my story but every surgery that i get there's always going to be like these crazy complications and here i am always making these crazy youtube videos and like series out of it because i don't know why but one thing just always leads to another but everything is getting a lot better now i had my surgery in january the recovery was a lot longer than we anticipated but even through all the ups and downs, I still don't have any regrets and everyone's like, wow, like you had one, you had your gastric bypass surgery and it led you to how many more surgeries? Because get this, I had my gastric bypass surgery in December of 2017 when I was 298 pounds and I had to drop. then I went one year after my weight loss surgery, I dropped 150 pounds in my first year, but at that point... I felt like so like kind of weak and fragile. I even felt like my skin was like almost like translucent. Like you could see the veins, like I looked malnourished and really frail, like I had no muscle definition or anything. I was working out like crazy. I kept with my portion controls, but when with these gastric bypass and these like sleeve surgeries, you know, your portions are so much smaller and all of the nutrients that you once got from a big plate of food yeah. You're not getting that anymore. You're only getting nutrients from this amount of food, so that's why you do have to take more protein, take more vitamins, but still it's not always enough. And so that's when I decided to start signing up and like I worked with a coach and just a couple months um, after that is when I started like so almost a year and a half after the actual first surgery is when I started experiencing that stomach pain and we had no idea what it was. So my surgeon took out my gallbladder, even though there were no gallstones, nothing. We just took it out for fun and then the stomach pain was still there. So, we just got rid of the gallbladder for fun. Trial and error. There we go, I guess you don't need it. Stomach pain was still persistent, getting worse and worse. I would be like in school for ultrasound taking tests and I'd be like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, I'm like trying to like get through this test and my teachers are like, you could, it's okay, you could get out. And I'm like, I'm sorry, like it was getting in the way of everything. So, Then I had to go through these, like, gastroendoscopies where they put the camera down your throat. They're like, we don't see anything, everything's fine. So, put it on the back burner, put it on the back burner, deal with the pain. Tylenol, or like Tylenol, like ibuprofen, ginger ale, anything with ginger would kind of help. I didn't really know what to do, but I was just trying to get through the pain. And like, I'm busy bee, like I'm doing a million things at once.
0: Did they do a leak down? Mm -hmm. Did they end up doing a leak down test on you? Where you drink the stuff in front of the machine?
1: Clear, nothing, no leaks ever so um eventually we went through these gastroendoscopies and stuff meanwhile I'm on like competition prep because at this point in my journey I'm like at like the two-year mark um and I'm like okay I want to start like building some serious muscle but before um, I got into that I was fighting through all this pain but I was also working towards my next surgery which was to get the loose skin removed because at this point now 150 pounds down was 160 pounds down and i felt like i couldn't even see like all the work that i had put in you know you just even when you're putting on your leggings and you're in the gym like it's in the way and it's like everyone's like you look so amazing and you could be 150 pounds down literally as someone who was 300 that is half of who i used to be this chair would have been against my thighs and i should be so proud but when you have that loose skin in the way it's hard to like actually see that kind of progress so i got the loose skin removed easy surgery for me probably my easiest one like easy recovery a month and a half after that i was like all right well while i'm like laid up in bed like i know i'm gonna want to get into bodybuilding and i can't be like in recovery again during that so i need to do these surgeries as back to back so you probably just don't really know this much about women and weight loss but we lose our boobs first thing so i also got my implants so i got my tummy tuck i got my implants and then that surgery went absolutely crazy the implants were basically falling out of my body i'm bringing youtube and instagram along the whole thing you know it's so casual i'm just like wow i have no idea it looks like there's like a fish falling out of my body you just see the silicone it's crazy and then um yeah like five days after that we had to remove them replace them with new ones two month recovery turned into like a six or seven month recovery and then once i was good to go i like put in a ton of work i hit the gym really hard me and my coach we were prepping for my first bodybuilding show Uh, i did like a transformation division so it's literally for people like us who have been on a weight loss journey it's not a typical bodybuilding show and then if you're like make it in the top eight they play like a two minute a video of your entire journey. So that was really awesome, really great experience. I got third place. Awesome. And then I was that's like, wow, can't wait to do that again. Signed up again and did the figure division to branch out of transformation. And I also got third place in that too, which was crazy because that's not against weight loss girls. So that was awesome. That was a really awesome victory for me. But then the stomach pain was at its actual worst. Like after that show, probably like that whole season, like I, I was like having a harder time getting out of bed and then um, finally we did another one of those gastroendoscopies and they were like, oh, even though we did this test about two years ago, we should have seen this. Um, but yeah, they're, they're, the hole has, it's like cratered with flappy material in your accessory stomach. Like we're gonna have to like cut it again and patch it up. So gastric bypass led to gallbladder removal, tummy tuck, boob job, boob job revision, and then the ulcer correction in my accessory stomach. So. Even with all of that, I don't have any regrets, um, which is I know crazy people are like, are you sure about that? But <laughs> it's still like, it's all part of the journey. And I feel like I have been given like all of these like obstacles because at least I can come out of all of these situations still with like a positive attitude and just like learn from it, help other people. Cause I'm not the only one that goes through these complications. The more I started sharing about it, especially on YouTube, um, Thousands of comments of people going through the same thing trial and error with their doctors We couldn't find this and so it's kind of been like one of my like missions to use my YouTube as like a resource for people People I I literally will say write your experiences Storytell in the comments here so that we can all learn from each other because we're all trying to figure this out weight loss surgery is getting so much more popular especially amongst people in like our age group like Mm -hmm when i went to my first support group for my bariatric surgeon um they always recommend that you get connected with support groups because this is a huge transformation it's a huge journey you need to be connected and i went to the very first one that they held after i had my surgery and i was the only person that was like under 40 years old so i was like it's kind of hard to connect and relate to people like i I feel like i want to surround myself with people who i could kind of compare myself with and just like really connect with, and that's why I made my social media page. And it's amazing to see how many people, young people, are getting these surgeries. It's even more amazing to see how many people get these surgeries and will never tell a soul just because of the judgment and the stigma behind bariatric yeah. surgery.
0: Yeah, I've had a bunch of friends do it after I did it, and they won't talk about it. They're just like, oh, yeah. I lost all the weight. I'm like, the stomach pain has
2: subsided, I hope.
1: Totally. I like, haven't I, had it. Yeah. I haven't had it once since my surgery. Good
2: so they missed something and
1: they missed something and i was being through the ringer like yeah
2: that's that's terrible
1: everyone has been telling me like does like this is the year that you had to learn how to use your voice you have to be an advocate for your own health and i am totally the type of person that's like i don't want to like i don't want to point my fingers at anyone like i don't want to like
2: you knew something was wrong like
1: i knew something was wrong
2: i was just got to trust our bodies the back burner yeah i get it they don't they don't really take no Physicians tend not to take our uh, our word for what we're feeling or whatever it is, you know, to, I think you're full of it Yeah, I mean, it's just a I don't, I don't you'd know more you're in that field, but I just feel like our voice kind of gets Gets a well, uh, go sit go totally. sit down. Well, you're fine. or well, it's they're always, bed, or It's this or
0: well, they're always in a rush and they're like, let me just hurry up bang this person out and get to the next Yeah,
1: and you know, what's interesting to that makes me think of just in my past life um, when you're a bigger person in that doctor's room, like when you're in the office with like a doctor, if you're overweight, it's almost like nothing you say is even valid just because you're overweight. They like weight. everything is. Yeah. Well, if you lost a little weight,
2: you'd be fine, right? If you lost
1: a little weight, that'd be fine. Oh, that would go away if you lost a little weight. And it's like I've been trying to lose weight since I was five years old. So, like, what else can we do about that? Like, it's not because of the weight, like yeah you it's like you don't really like get like fully listened to and it's like everything that you say is like it's just so invalid because you're viewed as like this lazy person i don't know about you but i wasn't exactly heavy just out of laziness i was a really active kid my mom had me involved in every single sport you can think of i have four sisters all walking barbie dolls and now it was always just me the big one that was over double their size i have a twin she has always been skin and bones and then me the one that's double her size. So, like, my name's Desiree, and her name's Destiny. And they would remember her name like she's Destiny because she's the tiny one. That's tiny. So, like, that is my life, like, in a nutshell. And it's like... Is
2: it because you guys come from the same household, probably eating similar things. Was there some type of a uh, uh, medical issue or something that was causing the weight gain? That...
1: Yes, uh, I was, like, I was diagnosed finally or... diagnosed at eight years old with hypothyroid disease. Okay,
2: yeah, which... thyroid thing, yeah
1: metabolism hormones it's it messes with everything okay even in high school i was on the water polo team swim team track and field i did ballet tap hula dancing basketball softball soccer you
2: were you were moving around everything yeah
1: always the biggest one on the team biggest in the classroom biggest in the family biggest in the bunch biggest on the girls nights out always
0: even though you were the most active
1: yeah and usually even the most outgoing (laughs) (laughs) i've always had a really really Big personality. Yeah. I've always had a pretty normal life. I didn't like really like say no to too much. Like, I always did everything like my sisters would do or my friends would do. I tried my best to never let my weight get in the way of things. Like, I've been going to like the stagecoach music festivals with my family every year since 11th grade. And, you know, at those like country festivals, all the girls are wearing their little jean shorts and little crop tops and, yeah. I did that too i just tied a flannel around the waist to kind of hide the belly but i wore crop tops and cut off daisy dukes at those festivals at 300 pounds like i did everything i could to blend in not make it about my weight but it always was like a really big battle like on the outside you would never guess that someone so bubbly who does her hair and makeup like i always got the oh you're pretty for a big girl you dress so cute for a big girl it's like it took a lot of effort took a lot of effort to find the three stores i could shop at um, it took a lot of effort to try to distract from my my weight. I, I, yeah. I was like, okay, look at my eyes. Look at the rose gold eyeliner. Look how good this makeup and hair is. Like, you don't have to look at the body, that's fine. So like, I, I would do like all, I would do everything. Like no one would ever guess that I was like dealing with this, honestly, like really deep self-hate. Like yeah. I felt like everything, everything would be fine if I was skinny. This would be fine if I was skinny oh he would date me if i was skinny it was always about the weight in the end like internally and like i feel like just like thinking about my mentality before i started my journey i feel like that's where like the biggest transformation has actually come it's like not even really physical the fact that you could spend a lifetime looking at yourself in the mirror telling yourself how much you hate yourself while everyone else is like oh dad she's left the party and stuff and it's like oh i hate myself and it's all because of my weight and it's like so out of my control but like that's why it was like so life-changing to actually finally see the results in like i remember thinking gosh this is this surgery is gonna i'm gonna be the one person this surgery doesn't work for i don't know why i had to go into it with that type of mindset it's, it's sad to say out loud but like i remember thinking that i had like no hope in it i mean i think after 23 years you just get jaded you get to the point where you like accept like all right you're going to be the you're going to be the big girl you need to just accept yourself like this is who you're going to be like nothing's going to change if you just accept it maybe you'll feel better about yourself just accept it just accept it brainwash yourself that you are accepting it and um you know it's like it comes and goes in waves i would spend an entire night getting ready to go out with the girls Full makeup, full hair. We're going to go hit downtown. And then I'm like, no way. Because if I run into someone from like my high school or something, they're going to be like, wow, Des put on like 100 pounds in the last year. Wow, that's cool. Um, no, it's embarrassing. I would never want to put myself in that position. So then I would just stay home. And then that's like, that was the year that I was like at my heaviest. And definitely, like, I just realized, like, it was that last year is when I started realizing that I was kind of letting like the weight stop me from doing more, which, like I said, I never let it stop me. But at that point, it was like, my lowest point and i was just like really sad like in myself and i didn't want to be seen i didn't want to go out and i didn't even want to like really try anymore so the fact that now i have like a whole like newfound confidence it's like that's like the biggest transformation for me if i find my if i catch myself like in any sort of like negative talk like in my head i have literally rerouted my mindset to catch myself in those moments and turn it to something positive, and like think about something to improve on, rather than to like pick apart. If that makes sense.
2: Um, we're in LA. Obviously, it's a very shallow place, to say the least. And your transformation—you um, firsthand have seen, obviously, the difference of being a bigger girl and now um, being an amazing shape. How different do people treat you in day-to-day life, or do oh, I'm you a different feel, person. yeah? <laughs>
1: they treat you so different yeah down to just people that you interact with in the grocery store yeah people you order your coffee from guys literally everything is so different um does that
2: make you feel because you haven't changed as a person obviously you have a a great personality and you're very happy and outgoing (laughs) thank you it's probably hard to like for me it would make me like kind of be like this is fucked up like this is I, I didn't you know I put some work in and physically my appearance has changed but now people are reacting to me in a totally different manner it's kind of a weird place to operate from i'm sure
1: it is it's really weird to like navigate in that situation i feel like i hear i hear that a lot where people are like yeah it's like really messed up like now i realize that these people only treated me this way because i was this way for me it's like i don't really make it so personal um it's like more of like an eye opener like i just like kind of think of it like society as a whole like it is less to do with me and it's just more of like a societal thing like people will treat people will look at a big person and they just come with these assumptions couch potato lazy
2: oh you must
1: binge eat oh you need to stay away from the fast food and it's just like oh it's so frustrating because like people people who don't like follow me if I have like a video go viral and it's like these people who are like new they won't know my story they don't know you know what got me to that place and they'll be like well you wouldn't have had to get that surgery if you just put the hamburger down and i'm like okay well like i never really had that sort of issue i mean like of course i ate bad sometimes but for the most part i've been on like some sort of diet like my entire life i've been putting in 110 effort like forever even in high school when I was on the water polo team with 6 a.m. practices and 3 p.m. practices, before that practice, I would run around the block for 30 minutes, meal prep my no-bread, lettuce-wrapped, no-cheese, mustard and lunch meat sandwich. Like, I cut the cheese, I cut the bread, I cut every corner that I could. I was doing two slim fast shakes a day. I know now that that's not healthy, but when you're 17, you know, you're gonna do whatever it takes. You're just trying. And, um... It's just crazy. Um,
2: it's 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 a, I had the opposite experience as a child. Like I could eat anything, probably. I was just a twig. I was skinny as could be. Honey buns and donuts and whatever. Like, honey buns. Yeah, no, they great. <laughs> it's my what, guilty pleasure for What's sure. a honey bun?
0: Uh,
2: oh. Uh, I'll, 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 I'll open your world up to host. Do you this have a microwave yours? Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I love honey buns. Um, But just in general, like I found, and then until COVID actually, even coming up to that i was working out like a ton and i couldn't put on any weight even working out and it was uh then i gained a bunch of weight over covid um i lost it you gained it yeah and like but it was the first time no 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 no. i put but i did put on like 50 or 60 pounds you know what i mean from going so hardcore in the gym and then Mm -hmm. everything shut down and we kind of stopped so it was like uh not not in a bad way obviously i'm not i've never had to deal with the the you know a weight issue like in that regard it was it's just interesting seeing that like yeah nobody told me to stop eating donuts or stop eating this or you know you eat like shit or like you know but on the flip coin of that is like it is it's true like people totally just discount somebody that's bigger and and don't know that they've probably been struggling with this for for years and that they're obviously conscious of it and Mm -hmm. that they probably are doing things to what is said that we need to do to uh change this and we they still the general public is just dismissive of well it's their fault or or this or that you know it's a shame i'm sure it's been a uh it's definitely a tough way to grow up you know
1: it is and like just dealing with so many people and like their opinions i think like it's really easy to let other people's opinions and like their words hold you back like when I was even looking into getting my surgery, I would tell some of my friends or family, like, I might be getting the surgery, like, you know, you you know that I've been heavy for this many years. Like, have you ever known me outside of, you know, like, I've been heavy my entire life. I had never experienced life literally outside of obesity. 90 pounds at five years old. I was, like, literally already double the size of kids around me. And-
2: Did your parents think that was odd?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's like- Because they,
2: because you have siblings that are, uh, yeah, uh,
1: all my siblings were—they yeah. were in great. Did game. they
2: not think there was something maybe wrong, or there was something there was something different, or, or?
1: We kind of at first just figured, oh, she must take after her dad a little bit more. My dad was a kind of chubby little mm-hmm. little boy as well. He was never like. He never got like to the like level of obese like that i did um he passed he passed um, when i was 17 um but no it's okay um but like he was pretty much one of the only other people in my family who kind of like dealt with weight as like a struggle and an issue and so we just figured oh she takes after her dad in that way yeah um but a couple years later diagnosed hypothyroid just even getting on medication though it's supposed to it's supposed to help regulate your thyroid it doesn't exactly like fix it it doesn't exactly cure it it's considered a disease hypothyroid disease so um we did we did our best to allow the medication to regulate but it was never enough like i did gain consistently every single year as i got older like every single year every christmas photo just
2: wider how uh i mean obviously you've you've uh had the same uh different but same surgery and gone through this process as well how was it for you when did you uh when did your when i met you you were obviously
0: bigger and and then i covid hit and i put on like another 30 ish pounds is that when it's that's when i hit like 265 is that your biggest yeah really and michelle would like kick me because i'm storing like a fucking bear yeah like stop fucking kicking me i'm sleeping yeah it's like well go sleep in another room did you, you know, always have trouble with it, though, like growing up and yeah, um, I'd like yo-yo like up until like 15. I was a twig and then something just clicked and it just kept going up. But my diet stayed the same. Everything stayed the same. I didn't find out until when I was 22 that I had a pituitary adenoma. OK. And okay. then I went down that road of trying to figure out what the fuck do you do with the pituitary adenoma. And then realizing- What is the, the pituitary? So it's of- a small tumor sitting on top of your pituitary gland mm-hmm. in the brain. And it's and,
2: causing pressure, which is-
0: Which is causing the pituitary gland not to make any hormones. So my thyroid's jacked, my uh, yeah. testosterone levels are jacked, my growth hormone. So you're having similar thyroid issues, obviously. Similar causing- plus like even more yeah. and like like you experienced, like go to a doctor, they're like, well, your testosterone's low because you're 50 pounds overweight. Hey, jackass. I fucking. It didn't just fucking.
2: <laughs> they don't listen. When yeah. Jen was pregnant, Jen has a, a forget what it's called, but she has like an iron. Defi- it's not an iron deficiency. Anemic. No, she's not a she's not anemic, but she has like a, a genetic trait that causes you to test low in iron, even though your body isn't low in iron for whatever reason. So they were giving her. Would they're trying to like overload her with iron constantly but because they're was feeding actually her levels, under. but. But because of this genetic trait and like we even explained that to them, even with Robin and like they just like it doesn't like register. No, you need to get on iron because I just looked at your chart again. And you're like, bro, like we've told you like three times, like, like, uh, like I'm OK. <laughs> like there's something genetically that is causing her to function differently at this level. You know what I mean? Because I mean, basically the levels were so low that it would be alarming to them super alarming like you're you shouldn't even be able to move basically it's like what is going on basically when you look at it you know so they don't it's interesting that they don't really pay attention even when things are right in front of them i told them and i'm like dude
0: at three o'clock every day i'm falling asleep on my desk i'll pound a red bull i'll pound a fucking starbucks double shot that that shouldn't be the the case and i'm like they're like well your testosterone's 150. you know i in my 20s i should be like touching a thousand yeah they're like you're normal you're within range what they're like, What's did you abuse
2: different? steroids? I'm like, I'm fat. Where do you see steroids? <laughs> just <a> there. <minute. laughs> and so uh, they're saying that it, uh, an abuse of that would cause you to stop producing, and then you get down to that level. Correct. And then they're just saying it's a it's a multiple effect of all these different things. Yeah. But they're reading your chart, so they know that you have. They.
0: They don't. Dude, I care. saw twelve different doctors across the country since sure. I was in healthcare.
2: Everyone gave me a different fucking answer. Do you feel like these people are just not? not trained properly correct and you then go to school for years and years and years and you think that obviously there's different specialties but, but they don't teach you i feel real like world. they don't like yeah it's not like actualized almost so you hear this over of, and over again
1: i think it's a whole lot of oh i've seen this before it's this and it's like not everyone is the same it might look like something but like just because you're this doctor that has seen this a million times over and again it's not the same thing it's gonna take some extra Looking at the details, I need to look at the details. We're different. Yes.
2: We could have the same genetic makeup and everything, and right. be and be totally at two opposite uh, ends of the spectrum. Totally. totally. Oh yeah. I, mean, and I think AI coming into this and actually diagnosing is going to be a blessing for us because it'll actually help be- because it's going to really go through specific data and and wow. make a decision based off of that, not just oh yeah how some guy's feeling and is, crazy he's having a bad day like. Oh yeah, and like what's getting by or missed, you know. The only we person get to make an appointment once.
0: The only person that was able to figure it out was Doctor Danny because he works in the ER, so yeah. he's used to seeing not the same problem a million times a yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. And he was the only one that like really took the time to play with it, and he's like, "Look, we're gonna throw some shit against the wall. It might work. It might not. It's gonna be a year long process to mm-hmm. dial it." But he was the only one like really willing to sit there and do the homework, do the testing, go outside of the box and I was still gaining weight and like you said like even though when you dial your thyroid it's still not quite perfect mm-hmm. and it's trying during the height of covid billy's aunt mentioned hey have you ever considered the sleeve and this was like on a saturday or something i talked to the doctor on monday or tuesday the following week i was in surgery just
2: because mm-hmm. i was like oh, you'd be you'd be about money to do. yeah he I mean, wants to do something it's it's already done he's efficient he's yeah. like all right i'm gonna do this and the next thing i know he's like oh, i'm over here now so yeah
1: Okay, wow. Yeah. mess
2: around. And like my
0: wife's life, I don't do it anymore, but like the whole process, I'd weigh myself in the morning and then at night, if I was still hungry, I'd weigh myself. And if I was higher than I started the day with, I would just starve myself. What? Yeah.
1: Hold on, you weigh, first of all, you weighing yourself at night, That that is one sure way to send me into a mental spiral. Once you eat anything in your day, of course it's gonna go up. Like I won't even step on a scale if I've already in, like, it's going to be first thing in the morning or not.
0: So no,
2: like, for me, I'm like, it's even
0: snack. now, like my daughter <laughs> will wake up. I'll take her downstairs to eat a snack. She's eating a snack. I eat a snack. I weigh myself just to Are see. Are you it.
2: conscious of it now? You do, you do weigh yourself that often? Yeah, probably. Yeah. It's interesting. Just, just to see. Is it just a habit thing? It's just a habit from doing it. Like, I, but can't. I haven't stepped, I, I weighed myself about two weeks ago. Um, I think because there was like a scale around present and I was trying to see where I was at, but it's not something that like, it's interesting hearing. Cause obviously if we don't, you know, people don't think about these type of things, you know, or the mm-hmm. this journey or the struggle or just everyday women that think they're overweight when they're not for oh me, gosh, it's I'm not like at those that. <laughs> yeah. You know, my wife goes through that a lot is like, even when she like, you know, she was a cheerleader, um, with the Rams and obviously that was very scrutinized and she's not like, oh, yeah. she's a small girl but in her eyes has been on the bigger spectrum of being a small girl. And you know, that, that totally mental block of like that thing. So, uh, even seeing her when she thinks she's big or not, and it's like trying to like
1: and being explain from like to the her, her world. like,
2: like, like, you know, like let's be realistic though. Right? Like, okay. You might've put on a couple of sizes, you know, you're pregnant, you just had a baby or, or whatever it is. There's, there's all of these things, but it's not like, this isn't like a, a detrimental, your you body know, is I know you don't like that your face to... looks a little more full or, or mm-hmm. something, but this isn't terrible, right? This isn't like right. something that is...
1: I can relate to that because even though like I, I've lost 160 pounds, but I'm like up like eight pounds probably just from maybe a little too much like summer fun and like being from my recovery, I'm also dealing with iron um, deficiencies right now. So I'm... I'm on some new iron supplement. There's talk, I have an appointment next week, but there's talk about probably needing uh, transfusions. Mm -hmm. So yeah, um, ever since my surgery in January, I guess I lost a lot of blood. Um, So I'm like easily fatigued right now too. So like trying to get through my workouts in the gym. I'm like, whoa, like just going upstairs and stuff. Like I used to have a lot more stamina, a lot more endurance, and like now even like a 15-pound bicep curl feels nearly impossible to do. I'm like, okay, we're back down to the 10s. My 10-pound lateral raises, okay, we're doing fives it sucks like i feel like i lost like all my strength but working on building it back up but even though i'm like at this point i know where i've been before where i was like closer to my shows that i competed i had actual muscles like i had like my guy friends be like dang Daz, you're buffer than me i'd be like i know like i was shredded i had some guns and i loved being there like i even had some definition and like i know i'm gonna get there again i just had to get my health back in check get this surgery i gotta get these iron levels back up because trying to really get through the gym right now it's like it is hard um but i'm at this point right now where i need to realize okay this is not the season for you to get shredded this is the season for you to get healthy we're gonna we're gonna do like one of those like while everyone else is enjoying the holidays you're gonna be busy glowing up that's my plan for this year so
2: let's share for like some of the viewers and listeners like um what are some adjustments for you guys like um uh, portions um your, life, your, your- you know your relationship with food has obviously changed i know this guy used to love love food and have a relationship with it and now he can't enjoy it at the at the the amounts that he used to he's definitely uh you know a good guy to share a steak with so to speak you know oh he doesn't
0: every time much. i go to dinner with someone now like him <laughs> like i'm going to a group dinner tonight i'll sit next to a friend that i know i can take a fourth of the meal yeah for sure and i don't touch the sides like he knows the dinner like there's a million sides and like he was talking shit the other day he's like you ate a slice of pizza you're fucked and my food came and two ribs in i was like all right the rest is going home
1: yeah the rest is going home <laughs> oh my gosh that is so funny i always joke that i'm like I'm, I'm a cheap date now all i gotta do is split your meal with you i don't even need the whole fat whole, whole half and then just get me one drink i'm a slow sipper i'll sip on that thing all night and because i had gastric bypass
0: Oh, for you, it's even harder.
1: Oh, you better take it slow. You better take it slow. You're going to be nonverbal in a second.
0: <laughs> I split with my daughter, and keep in mind, she eats barely anything, but my wife's like, oh, you want to split something? Before, I'd be like, "Go oh, fuck yourself. Now I'm like, I'm not going to eat gonna it. it. Might to. have will.
1: We're going to have to. And you save so much money. Yeah.
0: Do you ever go to a restaurant, though, and, like, you eat a small portion of your food, and they come up to you multiple times, and, like, was everything okay with the food?
1: I don't think I have experienced
0: that. Oh, I... They do it to you a lot, huh? Dude, I was coming back on my trip just now and the chick uh the supervisor of business class woke me up. And she's like, "I see you only ate a small portion of your food." And I was like, "The food was amazing." She's like, "Well, why didn't you eat it?" I was like, "I used to be really fat and I cut off 80% of my stomach and I ate what I could, but I guarantee you in 2 hours, I'm going to ask you for a snack." And she's like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> and like my wife and I would go to restaurants like right after the surgery like Maybe two months prior when I was finally allowed to eat meat again. And I'd eat like a half a taco and they'd be like, you guys didn't finish the plate. Okay. And every time I like found myself explaining myself for like 30 days after the surgery, we went on a birthday trip and I'd go to the breakfast place and be like, can I have one scrambled egg and a fourth of an avocado? And they'd bring like three scrambled eggs, a whole avocado. I'm like, okay, can I box the rest for later? They're like, was everything okay? I'm like, <laughs> Guys, I asked for a really small portion because I didn't want to waste it.
1: Wow. Um, It's, yeah, that is hilarious. And, you know, thinking about it, I feel like the reason why I probably haven't experienced that much is, um, you know, a lot of people say like, how do you deal with this surgery afterwards? Especially when you're your first year out, you're eating a lot smaller portions. For me, I avoided doing a lot of like going out to eat. I I didn't go through any sort of like fast food my entire first year um, after surgery. Um, I hardly ever went out to eat. I prepared a lot of my own food at home. But if I if I did, um, I always like would like kind of share the tip, like if you're gonna get full after four bites, right? So if you're like out to dinner, out, out at lunch with some friends, you're gonna be done before everyone else because you are done with your four bites. And you know how fast when you're hungry, you know how fast you could have four bites of food, a minute, two mm-hmm. minutes, like it happens fast. And then you're the one sitting there at the table done while everyone is like still has this whole like plate of food so like what i would always tell people is like you're gonna have to become the conversation starter you're gonna be the one talking and then no one's gonna notice that you're not the one eating so when i'm out i'm the one that's at the table and i'm like oh yeah like okay well story tell all this stuff my food is sitting here it's here no one knows that i'm not actually eating i'm just taking it slow and i'm not trying to get too full um i have to like kind of space out my bites and yeah i just kind of turn on the social turn on the social and that's how i get through it But um, just to answer like any sort of like portioning and just like tips there like I feel like it was life changing like on my journey and I feel like this is this is this could be helpful to a lot of your listeners because people look at weight loss surgery and the first thing they're going to say like society is like a whole those surgeries don't work those people gain all their way back. The biggest thing that you could do is really teach yourself portion control. So, like, my entire... Is
2: that a is that a stat, though? Does that actually happen?
1: Everyone thinks that...
2: And do you know the percentages oh, yeah. on it?
1: No, actually, most people do have success with yeah.
0: the Yeah, surgery. I would assume that like, they have, sleeve, suc- they have possible, success, right? but, like, we had that talk earlier, like, I I just, think, I'm just wondering because I'm curious because I know a couple guys really say that? that went back to like drinking beer kind of heavily and, and they're like beer belly or and like... they put back on 20 pounds and they're like, I wish I never went back to the carbonated drinks because they didn't under, they knew before the surgery they were... that it stretches it, it stretches it, stretches it but they stomach. were drinking it in excess and they thought, oh, I'll just have a little bit mm-hmm. and a little bit turned into a little bit more
2: yeah. and
0: they're just like, I wish I never touched it. So for me, like you've seen. I don't go for carbonated anything anymore. You don't. You no. just drink flat. Like that's why the drinks we have here 90% of them are yeah. flat. Cuz whatever I want.
1: I think like even um like thinking about like people and like their ideas about it, I think about people like in my mom's age group and the things my mom was saying when I was first telling her about this surgery and it's like that age group specifically that I feel like are the ones who kind of have that mentality because when these surgeries were first starting to be done like in the 80s and stuff they weren't successful people were having crazy complications they were doing like the band you know the lap band and then like. They were doing, what's the other one? It's like duodenal switches and stuff like that. There was like that
0: balloon that people swallowed.
1: Yes, yeah. There were so many other methods and like they weren't going that great. A lot of people were having a lot of complications. So like it's that stuff that would be hitting the media. Oh, look, these surgeries are so scary. So then when it comes to your daughter wanting it, oh my gosh, no, absolutely not. I remember hearing that story 20 years ago. No, 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 like you're going to like I have like my mom knows people like her friends her the people on her facebook who had that surgery 20 years ago and is bigger than before they started and it's like okay this ago, surgery
2: things are changed in
0: 20 years no exactly well, which before is... they used to like slice you now you get more yeah. gunshot holes. now and... it's
1: laparoscopic so it's just centimeter wide scars five of them and it goes in there They're, they used to cut a whole line oh, and do that and so like it has advanced tremendously a lot of times people use these robots to do the surgery mm-hmm. I work really closely with a surgeon named dr. Um, dr. Russo and he like does the robotic surgeries as well. And it's just so crazy. Like the surgery itself has advanced so much, but it's because of the horror stories in the making. It and make
0: everybody. Exactly, and like that
1: people can't forget.
0: But look, you had that realization at Disneyland one day and you're just like, I'm doing it. Like nothing's stopping me, I'm doing it. And I feel like you have to get to that point of wanting the surgery at that level. Cause if you just do it, you're overweight, you're obese, doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. If you're not in the right mindset, you're gonna fuck it up I agree and you know Jay was in the OR for my whole surgery like I got the whole thing on recorded he's like dude the surgery was 20 minutes it took longer to prep you that's
1: insane what
0: do you mean he's like dude it was
2: fast how many people have you inspired to uh follow this path with you
1: oh my gosh that's a very big question (laughs) um well i mean has
2: people reached out and said that that you inspired them or that they went and took the the, you know they made the leap to go get a surgery or to to start transforming themselves
1: every single day Um... i get messages about this um or people saying like hey des because of you because of that one video because because i was also the big one in my family because like they will relate it to very specific things which like always makes me so happy but Yeah, um, even when I go to like the events, like the amount of people who will be like, I'm here because of you. The transformation division, get this, like even outside of weight loss surgery, um, when I did, it was in 2020 during, during the pandemic and stuff, the transformation division had eight people in it. The year before that, it had six, and I think maybe five or four the year before that. It's a newer show and then the next year i I took everyone through the journey with me i documented the whole three month prep showing physique friday updates like everything i was working with a coach cutting the macros we were toning up i did the show got third place it was the best most emotional experience it was awesome i had no idea that the next time they did transformation division 64 girls would be up there 54 of them came up to me and said they were there because of me and it was I have chills just thinking about it because yeah, it was so enormous. so amazing. And like when I go to these bariatric events as well, like um the amount of people who will just say, like, Des, like, you are the one that gave me that courage to get the surgery. You it was your page. That I showed my husband, my mom, whatever, like, look, this girl's my same age, she's my same height. It's not another person that's 30 years older that you have seen this experience from it's this girl, she's 29, she's 5'3", she was 300 pounds, she carried it right here, but she had like this, like, people get very specific with it, and it just, it gives me so much purpose and like so much fulfillment. It's why I dropped my, all my old side jobs that I used to do, and now I do social media and stuff full time, because this is now my life. biggest passion. Yeah, I wanna yeah. be a part of the most amazing part of someone's life, like.
2: I'm a big believer in, um Things happening in people's lives for a higher purpose, and and sure. uh, you working through this struggle, and then you know being able to share this, which a lot of people, you know, it's a lot. I mean, it keeping is. up with social media, and then keeping up with a journey that is very personal and and uh, you know very emotional in in its own thing. It's that's that's a lot. Not everybody would be comfortable sharing all of that, and totally. to know that this is going to impact uh, you know endless amounts of people for the better even if it's just in thought of this can be done mm-hmm. um it's an amazing thing you know, much amazing. respect and uh thank you and uh, yeah and the
0: fact that you were so public about it because i was kind of public but not really um and it's interesting hearing a female standpoint from it because guys fat or small we pretty much get treated the same totally so that didn't really change for me it was just more of i had to buy a whole new wardrobe like my eating habits changed i no longer want to see a protein shake because that first year you know as you know you're having two three a day i throw up with premier protein now
1: like all i lived on now i I haven't had premier in three years like Um,
0: even the legendary stuff like they taste amazing but just because i know there's protein in it i'm like
2: you don't like it huh? i'm like fuck. why because you did so much of it i did so much so of what it. is the deal with that they they you, you're you forced to uh or well they, they want you
0: recommended to, like uh, it was recommended for me to have 80 grams of protein a day
2: okay physically like to keep you because you the to keep
0: your body portions, but do yeah, you eat body. more than that now no okay i probably you on an average day are like hold them accountable
1: listen to I'm this i'm at like
0: 45 grams
1: you you don't even understand how your life in your physique would change if you had a triple digit protein number get up to 100 get up to 120. i like remember i told you you? physically get in 100. listen i'm gonna tell you everything i'm gonna tell you everything okay when i was my year after gastric bypass my surgeon also recommended a 60 to 80 gram protein goal probably 80 for you because you're a guy and you're tall um but i was hitting my 60 to 80 grams fine with my premier protein the liquid it would it's really helpful when it's like already liquid and you can just stick it back in the fridge because you'll get full after even half of that your first year out gastric bypass just to really paint the picture for you the sleeve your stomach goes from the size of a football and gets cut to the size of like a banana you have this pouch to work with Mm -hmm. gastric bypass football (laughs) to an egg my meal prep containers are literally what people use to fill their ranch it's one to two ounce containers like this. This is what people pack for their ranch and peanut butters and their lunches. That was my meal three times a day. It was protein packed as much as it could be. Maybe I would have some zoodles and like ground turkey and I would make mini little pastas. Oh yeah, it's all on my Instagram. They're hilarious. People are like, that's what you're eating? You're starving. I'm like, I had surgery. It's fine. But that's what I stuck to. I was super weak and frail, 150 pounds, living my best life. But I was like i didn't feel healthy and i wanted to feel healthy that's why i started my journey i was never wanting to get to a certain look to a certain number it was about just having a happy healthy normal life that is all i ever wanted it's all i ever wished for on every single birthday as i'm standing next to my twin sister i'm like i just want to be skinny and healthy (sighs) like literally every single year as pathetic as it is to say
2: no it's It's not pathetic pathetic. (laughs) you know it's it's
1: life it is life and it's just like so crazy but after um i started upping my protein based off my coach's recommendation and i was her very first bariatric client and i was like girl you don't understand i had surgery i cannot eat that much like i'm going to stretch out my stomach it's going to be nearly impossible and it felt so hard and felt so impossible i had to get super crafty with where to throw protein in it has taken a lot of learning but because i spent i would say about eight months because i did two competition preps so within those two competition preps is when i learned the most about macros protein fat and carbs and at first i was doing high protein and like almost like a keto diet where i was cutting a lot of carbs i was doing zoodles i was not doing noodles so like once i switched that up and then went low fat high carb and high protein okay I started actually getting buff within six weeks, probably. On top of that, I was doing the same workouts I had always done, but on top of lowering the fat, increasing the protein to 100 grams, 119, 120, and then eight to 10,000 steps a day, I lost, after losing 150 pounds, I lost three more inches on my waist and dropped 20 more pounds, which helped all the muscle that was underneath pop out. I had all this like muscle and stuff underneath, but changing up my protein goal gave me an entirely new body
0: oh, i'm not even kidding you you, you would be popping much. out of
1: this shirt right now if you had 100 grams protein every single day for the next month
0: why did you cram this guy doesn't work, work out at all make him drink his protein up. and i lost my hundred pounds you're gonna
1: have to go shopping for some new shirts i'm telling you you're gonna you would feel so much hurt like you already look great don't get me wrong i'm not trying to any nope, no. shade he needs to go to the but gym i just know that i've
2: been the, trying to get him in the gym I'm speaking from out.
1: experience. Oh, yeah, I work out two and, yeah. two and a half hours every single day. Like, it's a full gym sesh.
2: Yeah. I don't I'm know also if I could do that, though. but... If you could do 30 minutes. Yeah, 30 minutes. And anything's better than nothing.
0: Correct.
1: Even if you're not, like, like... A...
2: But I'm still, like,
0: curious. How do you get in 100 grams of protein? Okay. Yeah, My stomach right. is probably 4x years. realistically.
1: Yes. So, um, I've had to learn like the beauty of mini meals multiple mini meals throughout the day so i will make
2: Cause like you get full fast right so fast so you want to spread it out but many 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 to get many it
1: many okay. meals this is kind of where people are gonna be like Ew, that's kind of gross okay like i had to kind of give up the luxury of like fresh food and they'll let me explain so like if i i have to set myself up for a day of my breakfast lunch and dinners will always have 20 to 25 grams of protein per meal every yeah every single meal i'm i'm like what kind of
2: portion is that to get 25 grams of protein in a minute
1: i keep it within four ounces so that way like four to five ounces now sometimes it will start to like maybe get a little big so that's where like people are gonna be like ew. I will break up that meal in like to two, sometimes three, and then I put it away back in the fridge and bring it back out in like an hour or two when I kind of get that hunger again. The more I work out, the more hungry I do get as well. Like some people be like, oh, yeah, like I had weight loss surgery. I feel like I don't even have to eat. Those are
0: also the people that aren't working out.
1: They're not working up an appetite. Yeah. But.
0: No, I wake up hungry
1: yeah yeah, and i eat my my last meal
0: at like one o'clock in the morning
1: our food our our body wants food we shouldn't be afraid of food but it's interesting to be like a year like like that year and a half after surgery you're obviously afraid of food you're you don't want to do anything to mess up this surgery your results are like the only thing you care about so like you're you're not going to be messing anything up i was sticking to the portions but In order to like get like more like protein, I just like split up the meals and I. What kind of protein?
2: It's like beef, uh, regular. I
1: don't really eat any red meat. I I didn't grow up eating red meat. That's also like. One of my sisters is like so kind fish of vegetarian. And and- no fish, I do chicken and ground turkey. That's I know. It. I really don't and eggs. An egg. egg whites. Egg white. Costco egg whites. Like that is also how I get like the most protein in my breakfast. I always try to make breakfast my biggest most protein packed meal cuz it sets me up for success. Um if I like get full later on in the day, like I've been in positions especially when it was like Right now i'm just maintaining right like it's not that serious but when i was on competition prep and i was like oh my gosh i have to make this number i have to make this number there would be times where i still had 30 grams of protein but not a single ounce of fat left so then i would be just having chicken just having eggs with maybe some g hughes two carb barbecue sauce zero fat two carbs it's finding those substitutions that have been life-changing and then like doing things like i could make egg bites but if i throw in cottage cheese that's an extra 10 grams of protein if i add sprinkled cheese on top of my egg bite that's also an extra four grams of protein okay so it's little things like that where you just like learn it and on top of that while i'm learning how to keep the fat down it's like like it's crazy like it's just it's a lot of trial and error i love using my fitness pal for tracking mm-hmm um and you just like you learn how much fat you consume i was a barista for six and a half years throughout college and um that's what i was like also doing before i started doing social media full-time there's some really ridiculous videos of me being a 300 pound barista and singing out the orders it's great um it's really really embarrassing
2: i love coffee that's awesome
1: I am a great barista. If you guys yeah. uh, you guys ever need some in-house baristas, volunteer. He's pure
2: craft
0: coffee addicts. Me like, too. He's, he's got it. <laughs> he's sipping his coffee. As in. you're <laughs> sipping your coffee, big
1: mood, big mood. Um, Where did but, you
2: work? Uh, Where did you work as a barista? Coffee bean. Okay.
1: Yeah. she like coffee bean more. Yeah. I always get a lot of messages like, girl, I always see you at coffee. bean. I was there for six and a half years in small town Ventura. I knew everyone Everybody. that came in there. Yeah. They were with me through every step of my journey like i have videos where like i would come to work because i was going to school here in beverly hills yeah. on the weekdays but then i was like down to maybe working two days a week at coffee bean i was only there for the discount let's be honest um but like i was like okay i'm a full-time student in la i was trying to like yeah. be moving to la very soon and um i would i would go to work and you know how it is when you're on this weight loss journey after uh your weight loss surgery yeah, around it happens fast like people could go two weeks without seeing you and then they're like whoa you look so different and you're like oh i didn't notice it but like that's just that's what the first year after weight loss surgery looks like for you like everyone is like just trying to keep up and like sometimes you don't really notice the difference but like everyone is freaking out oh. and um i have actual videos where i'd be like walking into work you know i got the camera on all the time like i'm recording everyone like, hey guys whatever and i'd be like hey they'd be like whoa des okay what's the new number now and i'm like okay no i swear this week like i look the same as like five days ago i swear and they're like no you don't and like i would like be taking videos i have this one where everyone in coffee bean i had just hit like 100 pounds down and everyone started clapping and they're just like oh my gosh it makes me very happy every time i stumble across that video but like all of the regulars that would come in my my um co-workers like they were they were seeing that happen every single every single day of the week and it was so fun to be able to have people who really saw like your journey like that and i love when i get messages from regulars from coffee bean who are like "Daz, like you're just still the same bubbly girl like oh like you're the reason why i went to that location because like i was always on reg because i'm the talkative one mm-hmm. um and i'd be like okay John's parking, I, I know that silver truck. All right, get his uh, tall ice blended mocha with two ad shots. I Let's go. He's going to be in. See. John, before you even pay, it's ready. And so I'll I was that person.
2: Somebody like that yeah, behind like, the counter. knows like, everybody's that's- order. That's already got it ready.
1: Um, it is my biggest dream to open a coffee shop. So just tell me
2: why. Hey, I you would be the face be the of it. Yeah. You don't
1: have to do anything. Okay. Just needs like yeah
2: yeah yeah be yeah behind yeah. it yeah we've been talking about a boat yeah. too but uh i'm, I'm definitely gonna do a coffee shop
1: you need someone to be the face of all of this yeah. you've got someone with passion and dreams
2: we don't want to be the face
1: i i will do all that for you
2: yeah okay <laughs> so yeah we'll come back to that for sure <laughs> let's uh let's um i just want to get some uh you know if there's anything like that you can leave viewers and guests with to uh maybe inspire them to um any tips anything that you want to share to like let them know that you know maybe it's not the gastric bypass maybe it's it's just finding the energy or the the thing to start to get to the gym and not worry about what people think or to start worrying about macros and portion controlling to make a change one day at a time if there's anything you could share with them like to the motivation that you obviously have naturally to to get it done because that's hard it's not it's, it's not easy hard. you know
1: definitely i think that once once you can make the realization and the decision for yourself for me getting my gastric bypass surgery was the biggest and best decision i ever made for myself and by myself and i feel like that is like what gave me the like empowering to finally choose myself for once right to stop putting my needs and my want and my health on the back burner so don't listen to what the world has to say don't listen to what that boyfriend has to say what your family wants to say you can look for other people to relate with online it doesn't you don't always have to find support just within your own personal family sometimes you won't ever find support from the people who love you the most sometimes you won't It's okay to need external resources, whether it's for like emotional and like mental support. And it's absolutely okay to need additional resources like having a weight loss surgery. If you actually struggle with weight, there is no shame in saying that you do need help. This is a tool, it is a resource. And when you use this tool with the proper diet and exercise, you will see the results that you wanna have. This life is actually for you. It's a matter of whether you're gonna be the one that chooses it for yourself or not and if you actually find the drive and motivation determination to use this tool to its full advantage not just let the surgery do itself and do its thing it's going to do really good for that first year but what about the second year what about the third year what about when that surgery that tool's not really doing it and it's you that has to put in the work i think that everyone is so so truly capable of way more than they can imagine that's all i think about like when i see myself in my heavy photos the ones that took me forever to post online the ones that i had to make an entire new instagram because i didn't want people from my life my high school my friends and family to find this page those pictures where my belly's hanging out and i'm hiding behind my phone just for the sake of having before photo it took everything in me but because i did that it just gave me like this courage and once i let out that secret and i told people what i was doing it gave me the sense of accountability so my biggest secret is don't keep it a secret tell people what you're doing don't be afraid of having accountability underneath you because sometimes we do need to find that drive and that push you're not lazy you just need to find like this motivation within yourself you need to find out and learn for yourself how truly capable you are because you are
2: you're amazing (laughs) And where can everybody find all things Des and, and continue on this journey with you?
1: Oh, thank you. Um, okay, so you guys could find me as Woke Up Like Des, puns, Woke Up Like Des on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube, and hopefully my podcast very soon. So keep an eye out.
0: There you go. I like it. We'll link it below for everybody as well.
1: Thank you guys so much. Got anything much.
2: that we didn't get to?
0: this could be a three-hour podcast <laughs> let me come know we're doing part two we'll come back yeah <laughs> we'll be uh, making coffees because there's there's so much to
2: unpack as you know
1: there is so much to unpack there's still I I'm thinking about all the things I wanted to say already. Right. Like, so have me any is there
2: anything that you didn't that you missed that you would like to share
1: no i don't think so of course i can't think of it now but i could just do this all day like yeah. this is truly like my passion i'm absolutely honored to be invited on your guys's podcast especially because i've been on a couple podcasts but they are bariatric podcasts and so okay, cool. it's really meaningful to me that you guys would give me the opportunity to share my story with what? a whole new audience here. i know
0: you were shocked when i told you i had done it and
2: you're like i
1: was so shocked I'm like,
2: huh? what? Yeah. what yeah we love to just you know, give everybody a space to tell their story. There's so many stories in the world and so many people that have done great totally. things. And we're here to help people grow more than anything else, you know? We started on like a business podcast journey, but it's wow. evolved into... But it all kind of relates in a very yeah, weird it way. It does, and we've evolved into, you know, some self-help and some therapy and some, you know, you know journeys of, of people transforming their life. And wow. it's, it's a good space. And we love to have that platform. to part space. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we're going to wrap it up here. Um, thank you for you know, joining us and uh, like, comment, subscribe. See y'all next time.